guys, Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana, and I have a confession to make. I did not do my homework. I was unprepared. <laughs> the deadline snuck up on me this Thanksgiving week, and so I've got Coach Pixley here with us. To uh, we, we had a topic all picked out, and I just didn't have time to prepare. I didn't want to get my ass whipped in, uh, in a debate or an argument about uh, top 10 this or top 10 that, and so... I decided uh, – I flipped the script on him. I said, hey, look, I'm going to pull up the standings. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're just going to talk about what we've seen uh, through one-fifth of the season. Jonathan, welcome to the show. As always, um, you're going to be seeing this on Tuesday on the Luca Nation Network. What's going on? Anything happened since last Tuesday? Well, I'm not surprised that you flipped uh, the script <laughs> here because of the ass-whooping you took in the last debate that we had, the Russell Wilt uh, debate. Yeah, that's bad. So I'm with you. I get it. I think it was a good move on your part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, it'll be interesting to see. Although the next one's not really – I mean, it's a debate, I guess, but not to that degree. The next, yeah, it, it won't be a debate. It'll just be yeah. – we'll each have our list, and it's hard to argue because we're going to we'll, – we'll talk about it when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, I just asked myself, what would Wilt do, and Wilt would just change the rules, right? <laughs> so I'm just changing the rules on you. It's my show, and so I'm just changing the rules. This is what we're going to do. So uh, – and I think a lot of the viewers will like to get – to get our perspective on, you know, what's going on in the basketball season, man. Everybody's kind of slowed down and chilling and eating and getting fat and sitting around watching football this week. And uh, we're not going to. We're going to watch League Pass and watch the Thunder and the Magic and the Rockets and whatever other teams are on League Pass yes. because it's fun to watch. So, yes, yes. Uh, it's just the way it is, man. And I, I am watching a lot of World Cup. You refuse to give in. You're not going to drink the Kool-Aid. No matter how much I urge you to do it, you won't do it. You didn't watch any of the USA game. Man, I got a lot of people telling me I need to also. And 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 look, I I'm it's not look, you know me probably as well or better than anybody from this regard that I'm a little hard headed, maybe, right? I'm okay. A little, a little bit, okay. But I'm not I'm not not watching it because of that. I'm watching yeah. I'm not watching it because I have no interest in watching it. Yeah, I understand. And the reason I have no interest in watching it is you can tell me all day. The spacing is and the angles are similar to basketball, and I get it. They are, even what I have watched, but they never score. And so if I don't know anything about the game and yeah. you don't score, I can't watch Yeah, it. it's a problem. It's an issue. And that's why, uh, you know, the commissioner of baseball told his players to start injecting themselves with steroids. <laughs> so and that solved everything. Could yeah. you imagine if the soccer goal was, like, twice the size or we said the goalie can't use their hands? Right. Magic. Like, I just solved the problem, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, real soccer, real football fans, you know, are rolling over in their graves or, you know, screaming at the screen right now. But, uh, all right, no more World Cup talk. We're here to talk about basketball. So, look, I've got screen share pulled up, as always. And let's just roll, man. Uh, is it a two-team race in the East? Or do you think it's a three-team race? Uh, I would have included the Sixers up near – at or near the top – but Maxi out for a month, Harden out for indefinitely or something like that. I'm not up to date. And now Embiid's hurt for a couple games. So they're starting Milton and Melton. Did you ever think there'd be a team whose backcourt would be Milton and Melton, the Milton and Melton combination in the backcourt? I did not. And no. I, and I think that uh, what it has proven, and you and I talked about this the other day, we drank the Kool-Aid on Kawhi Leonard. and we Yeah, I'm not doing it again. Okay, and, and he falls on, on a growing list of things that we could never fall for again. One of those things, in my opinion, is a team counting on a team uh, with mercurial uh, personalities like James Harden. And Bede's playing his behind off. There's no question. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, and, and look, Harden was great before he got hurt, but I just he don't was. trust the situation. I don't trust uh, 
the situation with the Brooklyn Nets, obviously, right? Um, yeah. They're playing better. Um, I trust – this is going to sound nuts. I trust a team like Toronto more than I trust them. And I don't think they're as talented as those teams. And right? look, dude, listen, Toronto's 9-8. and eight. They're a game or two – yeah, a game or a half game and a game ahead of the Sixers and the Nets. Van Vliet's been in and out the whole year. I went and saw him play in Dallas against the Mavericks. Van Vliet didn't play. Yep. Siakam is now out. Yep. Scotty Barnes is now out. Yep. And so they're they're dealing with injuries too. Uh, you know, it's not like the Raptors have been perfectly healthy. Precious Tachua is going to be out for a long time. I watched him on league pass roll his ankle really, really nasty bad. So he's going to be out for a bit, and he matters, you know. Um, so I, I guess, okay, so going back to our question, is is it a two-team race? Is it yes. is it a two-team race? You don't include the Cavs in there. I don't because I don't think that there's a world this year where the Cavs have a chance to beat either one of those teams in a series. Yeah. That's it. So so it's not out of the question they could win the East, but you don't think in a seven-game series. And this is where I agreed with you. I had the exact same perspective of you. I was like, Cavs are two to three years off. Let's say two and a half years away or one and a half year away, something like that. Yeah. Man, I think I'm changing my mind. I've watched a lot of their games lately. Those pieces fit really well. And this is something that you probably never thought I would say. Uh, I think if they just put that Chetty Osmond guy at the three, <laughs> I think he's a perfect guy at the three because he's going to stand in the corner and clap his hands. And Garland and Mitchell are a damn problem. Are they the best backcourt in the NBA? If you had to pick a backcourt right now, are they number one? No, because Steph Curry's not in that backcourt. So I understand that. I get it. And Clay Thompson's back there with him. And I know he had a big game last game. He, he dropped 40 or whatever. Uh, but he's uh, – I, I saw a stat. Here's the stat. Uh, of the NBA players through one-fifth of the season, where we are today, who have taken 15 field goal attempts a game, mm. Steph is the number one most efficient. Clay Thompson is the last. Yeah, I get last, it. Last, the least efficient. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not dispute. I mean, I'm Clay's not what he was. There's no question. Okay. And I and I do think he's gonna shoot it better. Yeah. Uh, but but my point is, you ask, you know how I am. I'm super black and white about this stuff and simple. So if you ask me in a playoff series, who would I rather have? I would rather have Steph Curry and either Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole than anybody else because of Steph. I think Trey Young and DeJounte Murray are right there with yeah. and yeah. uh and and Garland. Um but Look, let's let's say it. Cleveland's close, dude. Like they're not they're, off. They're sure. way closer. They worry me. Yeah. As a Bucks fan, I'm worried, Jonathan. Uh, I didn't have them yet ready, and I think they I think they would be a big problem in a seven game series because the bench is no joke either, man. Uh, yeah. And I know Kevin Love's a fossil, uh, but you know Kevin Love, Karis Levert, if they do move into the bench, or Osmond, whichever one. Uh, Okoro can guard some people, although he can't play basketball. Um, man, I, I'm telling you what, man, that you know, it's eight man rotation in the playoffs anyway. That that Cleveland team is going to be a problem because they're young. Here's the deal they don't have a post presence, they don't have a, a guy to dump it into when things get like ridiculously, disgustingly filthy, handsy, and physical yeah. in the playoffs. The Bucks have Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Portis, Drew Holiday. <laughs> Middleton, that's five guys that can turn their ass to the goal, back their defender down on that block, and you can throw it in and run offense through them. And I don't think the, the Cavs have anybody that can do that. And don't say Mobley because he weighs no. 115 pounds. No, they don't. They don't They don't have a wing yeah. or below score, and that's the problem. And so when you have to make 
um, 17 foot contested mid range jump shots at the end of shot clocks in the playoffs to win. Mitchell, Mitchell is as good as it gets at his size at that, yeah. but it's not the same thing as having Chris Middleton. You it's know, not his go-to. That's not that's not what Mitchell's best at. He's he's a three-level scorer, but that's not what that's right. not what he's the most proficient at. Okay. Who would you rather have? Who would you rather have, honestly, in that situation? Because look, we're we're talking about Milwaukee, and I know you say you're worried, dude. Chris Middleton hadn't played a game yet. Like, I, I was just about to ask you this question. Let me throw you another. This is another softball here. Well, it's not a softball because this is you just answered how you will. Yeah. The Celtics are leading the East at thirteen and four. The Bucks are twelve and four, so they're what and what, right? Four losses each. Uh, they're the only two teams in the NBA with less than six losses, I think. Yeah. So the only teams in the NBA with less than six losses. So there's, you're starting to separate. It's hard to separate in such a small sample size, 17 games, 16 games. The Bucks haven't had Middleton. The Celtics haven't had Robert Williams. Which one of those guys, when they come back, makes the biggest difference for their team? Middleton. It's not even close. Agreed. Agreed. Not even close. I mean, he's the yeah. closer, first of all, for them. That's, um, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. He's the guy who – uh, and it's the strangest thing because I think Giannis is getting better at that stuff. But at the end of the game, you know, that title run that they made, he's developed. I, look, I'll be the first to admit, I never thought Chris Middleton would get this elite. Neither did I. Right. Uh, Neither I, thought did he was I. Stiff. He, I thought he was kind of poor man's Jason Tatum type deal. But man, he's the real deal who can, I mean, he is that perfect 6'8", and you don't realize how big he is. He's 6'8". 6'8". I know. I know. Um, with a super high release, and so you got to have that guy in the playoffs, man. And yeah. He played a game yet, you know. So Listen, he, he doesn't have the exact same game, but it, the way he's perceived sort of reminds me of Joe Johnson, the way Joe Johnson used to be, where he's a lot bigger than you think he is, number one, and he's underappreciated by the general public, like the general, the casual NBA fan – doesn't realize Chris Middleton's made three all-star games. Now, I yeah. think Chris Middleton's probably better than Joe Johnson, but Joe Johnson was a MFer for a little stretch there in his younger years. He was a problem. He was a difference maker. No doubt. Um, Middleton's just been there, done that, and he's, you know, in the clutch. And ISO Joe was really good too, but yeah. uh, Middleton's probably a little bit better player. But um, all right, so you think it's a two-team race. I worry about the Cavs. You know, the difference is the Bucks are playing without their second-best player arguably, probably, and yeah. the Celtics are playing without their fourth or third or fourth best player, probably, maybe fifth best player. It just depends. Different kind of player. So, But the fact that they got the two best records and they're both missing really, really important players makes me think, it, you know, those are the two elite teams coming out of the East. Is there anybody that can even sniff a seven-game series against the Celtics or the Bucks, other than the Cavs? I know you don't think the Cavs can – what about a healthy Sixers? What about a perfectly no, no, healthy no, Sixers? I, I, I didn't say I didn't say they couldn't sniff. Like I think you put Cleveland against those teams. It may be six games. It may be a five games series where there's only one blowout in the entire series. Like I think it's competitive. I just don't think they beat them in a seven game series. Yeah, uh, the Sixers. I mean, I just I don't trust it. I'm never. I'm not going to trust it. Like they don't have trustworthy dudes on their team yet uh, because of the guy handling the ball the majority of the time. Hard. So I think Tobias Harris is trustworthy, Maxi. These guys, but like, I mean, God dog, man. When you got a guy who has never really done it in the playoffs and had, had ample opportunity to do it and yes. hadn't done it, yeah. yeah, we'll see, man. Maybe he breaks through this year if he yeah. does. If he turns into regular season James Harden into the playoffs, yeah, sure, all all bets are off. But a healthy mean, Nets, no problem with the healthy Nets. I mean, I just don't trust it. I don't think yeah. they're ever going to be healthy. Same I don't story, yeah. yeah. Well, you got, 
So. We, we, we were talking before we got on camera. Ben Simmons has strung two big games together. He's plus 32 in his last two games, yeah. but the team is only plus 14. So that's a good indication. He started his first game of the season last game, I think. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is you said they had him guarding Steven Adams, which is like, well, why are you guarding Steven Adams? Go put him on a perimeter, or, you know, a right. wing or something like that. Lock that up. Anybody can guard Steven Adams. Put Nick Claxton on Steven Adams. Who cares? Um so we'll see. Uh, you know, two games does not reverse a horrific trend. No. So let's give Ben some more time. Let's revisit this seven days from now, and he'll have two or three more games under his belt, and we'll see if he's back to being the old Ben Simmons. And again, to be clear, that's not taking threes. That's not even taking mid-range jump shots. But it is, you know, seven assists, eight boards, you know, ten boards, six assists, guarding the other team's best player, you know, making layups, dunking the ball, running the break, things like that. That thing is a disaster. I mean, think about what Durant said the other day about the starting five. I mean, I can't believe he said that. Did you think that was like being a leader, or did you think that was like despicable? I think Durant has gotten to the point where he just, you know, he's he's kind of that that you know how old people they just they say whatever they want to say because they think nobody's going to care because they're old, right? I, I think guess, yeah. I think he's gotten to that point, but like where he just he wants to say it just to prove he can say it. And here's the thing: he wasn't wrong about what he said. No, but you, you can't. Say it. You can't Dude, say these it. are grown men, professional teammates. You don't talk about them like that. No, Joe Harris deserves better than that. I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's a veteran. He's been doing it. Yep. Uh, I, I just thought it was classless and tasteless. I mean, yes. yes. And, and what he said, honestly, Jordan could have said it for the first seven years of his career or whatever. You know, it's just it's like LeBron for God's sakes. I mean, how long did LeBron play with junk around him? So I, I didn't. I did not like it. I didn't think it was good. If you missed it. Durant basically called out the other four members of the starting five one night and basically said, what do you expect us to do? We can't win with this lineup. I can't do it all myself, which I just thought was classless and tasteless. But uh, he, said, he said, y'all expect us to win because I'm out there. Right, like, right. And there's some truth to that. But, man, I'm, come on. I mean, that, that's why we, you and I talked about it. You know, I, Are the heat done? F, we, we now maybe pushes ahead of him all time, you know, because of – Titles and leadership and all that intangible stuff. So, anyway. are the Heat done? Yeah. Uh, are the and I'm with you on that. I don't want to talk too much more about it. I, I think they're done too. They've lost four in a row, and I, not because they've lost four in a row. Yeah. They look old and slow to me. They they look real old and slow. They look like they struggle to score. They're literally relying on Max Struess for big time points and creating and field goal attempts. It's just not right. No. Um, have we? Have we? Are we sleeping on the Bulls with a healthy Lonzo? No, you don't think. You think? No, I mean not. Not to. You're saying like to. I mean, sleeping on them in what regard? To challenge? Sleeping on them like coming out of the East. You throw oh. Lonzo in there. I mean, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine are a poor man's Tatum and Jalen Brown, right? At the two and the three. Uh, Lonzo Ball's better. I mean, he's as good or better than Brogdon and Marcus Smart or whoever the hell else you want to run at the point for Boston. And Vujacic is better than any big man on Boston. So Lonzo why are the Bulls under – are they underachieving? Is it coaching? Is it just chemistry? What's the deal? Lonzo Ball is not better than Malcolm Brogdon, first of all. Okay. Eh. Uh, and, I, and I hate that Malcolm Brogdon is not starting. Eh. That bothers me. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, no, we're not it's – it's a chemistry thing. I don't think Levine and, and DeRozan fit together. I don't know if you've watched much of them, but they've got – They're boring to watch to me. I agree. It's all ISO. But I'll watch Zach Levine get frustrated with – like you see it visibly on the screen when DeRozan takes these contested mid-range shots, which he's made a career of, but I mean, it bothers him. Right. And so I think, um, I, I just don't see it. And plus they don't guard anybody. 
They don't guard anybody. So because that Veen says those are my contested mid-range twos. Those those are my nineteen to twenty foot twos that I like to take right. when I'm contested. Right? right. Uh, yeah. All right. That's enough of the East. Anything else in the East? Anything at the bottom of the East? If you had to pick a team that would be in the best spot, Jonathan, two years from today, Magic oh, Hornets or Pistons? Which one of those franchises would you like to have right now if you were the GM? Orlando, and it's not even. I close. agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. They. It, and it's not because I'm not high on Cade, who looks like he might be out for the season. Did you hear he has shin fractures? Yeah. Uh, and I and I think Ivy looks good, but we're still waiting to see if he's going to shoot a basketball proficiently. Right. The Hornets is Lamelo Ball, and I see nothing else there. Nothing. I don't. See, I see nothing else helpful. Uh, and then Orlando has got like a lot of gun, a lot of bullets in the chamber, dude. Like they they may not all be. Kate Cunningham or Trey Young or what, but Boncaro is unquestionably the real deal. Yeah. And then Wagner is going to, I mean, he's going to push to be an all-star level player at some point. Really? Bull Bull is a guy uh, who I, he's going to have a long NBA career. I'll just put it, I'll put it that way. Right. I don't think he's ever a 20 and 10 guy, but he could be a, a 10, nine and a four block guy. I mean, he's doing some great stuff. And then, dude, you just go through the – I mean, Cole Anthony's a great either six-man scorer coming off the bench or yep. fringe starter like a Terry Rozier. Is that yep. a fair comp? Yep. Yep. Uh, and then Markel Fultz is supposed to be back in uh, maybe two weeks, something like that. And so, we're, you know, he was actually starting to come around, so we'll see where he's at. And then uh, Suggs, I can't figure out. Like one no. – some nights he's like 20 and 11, and the other nights he's like – Four points on two of thirteen shooting. I don't understand him at all. He's just thinking. I think he can't find a rhythm. I think, and it's hard to when you got when you got Boncaro and and Wagner. Which, by the way, I will I will say this forever. When you have big playmakers like yeah. those two guys, it, it's it it's a huge huge thing for them, right? And so I think those two dudes are going to be elite. And I didn't realize Wagner was. He is okay. He's going to be that. Um, but. Uh, and I think a guy like Suggs, who's so used to determining the outcome of possessions, it's hard in that situation because yeah. he's not that guy. I don't even know if Suggs is the guy. I mean, I don't know between Fultz, Suggs, and Cole Anthony. I don't know if Suggs emerges as the guy. It's none of them. It's going to be somebody else that has to come I think in. think so. Yeah. Yeah. You may be right. It may be Victor Wimanyama. Um, all right. Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the West. Uh, so, right now, you got to pick who's coming out of the East. Milwaukee. No, I'll I mean, yeah, Middleton hadn't played a game, dude. I mean, and Giannis is on a – Giannis is trying – I know the, the 4 15 the other day, but, like, Giannis is on his um, – it's his revenge tour for sure. There's no I hope that the, the free – it's more than just the 4 15, dude. He did it again last night, and he did it the game before that. His yeah. free throws are absolutely horrific. This is the most massive regression that I've seen in a really long time, yeah. uh, which is really saying something because he didn't have that far to regress from. He was already <laughs> horrific. Um, I hope that narrative doesn't overshadow all of the other numbers. It's funny because, you know, I play fantasy basketball. And the last time I looked, you know, in an eight-category league, which is points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, uh, threes made, three-pointers made, free throw percentage, field goal percentage, right? Those are the eight categories. Giannis was ranked like 60th or something like that overall. Really? Okay? But when you eliminate the free throw category and and you change to seven categories, he was like fifth. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that's how disgusting and horrific his free throw shooting is. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got the you got the Bucks coming out of the East. I do too, because I think when you plug Middleton in, I see them going on a 24 and four type deal at some point and just separating. And yeah. and I'm not saying the Celtics can't do the same thing, uh, but 
you know, we'll see. You're asking Horford to, to stay healthy. You're asking Smart to stay healthy, who's not. You're asking Brogdon, who keeps getting hurt over and over. Uh, I do like Pritchard coming off the bench. I like that kid, man. Tatum is playing really well, man. He fits perfectly in Boston, man. I love him. No, uh, no, let's no. talk about the West. Here, here's something I'm going to point out to you in the West. My Timberwolves, right? My Timberwolves, a team that I picked to finish, I think, win or second in the West, whatever. I can't remember. It was some, it was some dumb hot take. Uh, they've won four in a row. They are in 10th. But they are two back of first. Right. You ever right. seen this kind of parody after 20, you know, 19 games? No. I mean, the Jazz are in first with seven losses. The Timberwolves are in 10th with eight. Yeah. Well, and we all know that the Jazz will probably that, – that has a better chance of flipping all the way. It's got a great than, chance of flipping. <laughs> right? I mean, it really does. Um, then then uh, it's obviously not going to stay that way. Uh, you continue. Outside of Outside of Markinen. Um, who is turned – look, so far so good on your call. Um, the Jazz will still lose, I'm going to say, 50 to 55 games. Um, during the <laughs> they can't lose 55 games? I think they can, man. <laughs> they terrible, dude. I don't want to hear it. Markinen and Jordan Clarkson, no way. This is not happening. <laughs> they can lose 55. I mean, look, come on, they man. 50. They can lose 50 games. They can lose 50 games. 15 um, and 48 for the rest of the season. Why not? Here, here's the deal. If you had $1,000 and you had to bet 500 record at the end of the year, over, under. Oh, they're under, for sure. I, I say under as well. I say under as well. I'm saying under by like 15-plus games. Oh, God, get out of here. Get out of here. Hey, how about this? Here's a, here's a quiz for you. Look at the standings. Who do you think the two Vegas odds-on favorites are to win the West regular still, season? Still right now or at the beginning of the year? Uh, well, this was as of last night. Uh, Phoenix and Denver? I don't know. The Clippers and the Warriors, who are in 11th. Still? Those are the Vegas favorites, and they've got the same odds. Number one, I still don't understand what people see with the Clippers. Now, here's the deal. They're 11 and 7, which is basically half a game out of first. They're tied in the loss column with the first place without Kawhi Leonard. Who's their second best player? Because I don't count Kawhi Leonard because he didn't play basketball. Who's their second best player? That's my question. I don't know. Zubats? I don't know. Marcus Morris? I mean, geez, dude, pick a 36 year old guy. I don't know. They got 20 of them. I mean, they're all the same. You know, it's like freaking Robert Covington's all over the place. Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, right. fill in the blank. They're all wing slasher guys. It's yeah. they're all that's all they have. You know, and they're not slashing anymore. A lot of them are old. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't see it with that team. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't um, see it. I like Denver. Okay, we, we can agree. So who's going to win the West right now? I mean, we we kind of we made our predictions at the beginning of the season. Now we're 19 games in. You know, we're about a fifth of the way through the season, about 20% way through the season. Uh, who's going to do it? I mean, the Suns at 10 and 6 with Chris Paul not having played hardly at all has got to be an accomplishment. I like Denver. I think I like Denver too, Jonathan. They're only going to get better, and, and they're not counting on Jokic to do as much right he's now. He's doing way less, but he's yeah. even more efficient. He right. was already the most efficient ultra-modern player that we've seen in the NBA. Yeah. He's taking significantly fewer shots, yeah. and, and you were right, and we both called this. He's going to assist more because he's going to shoot less. He's yeah. way up in assists. I think he's fourth in the league. I think he's yeah, like uh, he's like nine-something. Yeah, he's right at – I think he's at nine, huh? Dude, he's third. He is third in the NBA at 8.9. Yeah. He's got more assists than Doncic. 
That's where I had him too. I think I think I had him preseason. You second. might have, man. I knew he was going to jump. I didn't know he would jump all the way to nine. He may not finish there, but I mean, that's where he's at. You know, look, Jamal um, Murray and and Porter and those guys—they're going to get better and better and better as the year goes, as long as they yep. stay healthy, right? I just like them. I like them because because you can count on their best player to be himself all the time, right? A, be healthy, be on the court, and be himself the whole time. Yeah. And he's got a little dog in him too, man. Like he don't, he ain't your typical European, you know, softy. He's got a little dog to him. And I tell you what I like the most about the Nuggets. Uh, If we, if we go down the list, Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, even the Pelicans, Grizzlies, Blazers, the best player coming off the bench for any of those eight teams that I just named, I think is Bones Highland. Have you watched him at all, Jonathan? I know. Uh, go watch him, man. Go okay. go watch him. That that guy's an NBA starter one day. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got to trust me on that. I don't know if you I don't know how much you watch him. Watch Bones Highland. Bones Highland's he's gonna be a problem in the NBA. Um, I don't think he's a franchise guard. I don't think he's the next Halliburton, mm-hmm. but Man, this guy can play. He, he does not need to be coming off the bench as a sixth man for very long. We'll put it that way. Well, yeah. does he does he win? Does he win a game in a playoff series? Like you know, what I'm saying by you know how that you got to have that guy right who, who does that. Yeah, does he yeah. Well, him? yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's what matters to me. You got to have that bench guy, right? Yeah, you come in for one game in a six or seven game series and go. He, you know, he gets thirty out of nowhere and wins the game, something like that. That that's when it really matters. Jordan Poole, you know, something like that. So yeah, if he's that guy, then yeah, I mean that matters. But look, I don't. I, all this again, it comes down. It's to a trust. mess. Huh? The West is a mess, dude. The West is a mess. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know the team that I think has the best chance of winning the the Western Conference and coming out in the playoffs is the eleventh place team. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's I the war. I still think it's the war. That's just me. I think at some point it's all going to click. I, I heard another stat. Are you ready for this stat? Yeah. The Warriors starters are plus seventy-seven this year. Heard that did too. You, did you yeah. hear what their bench is? Minus ninety. <laughs> Minus ninety. Right. But we were talking about the other day. We feel like there's a rift there between those bench dudes and the starters. The old, the old guard. Right. I mean, it, it obviously there was something going on there for sure. But just look at the numbers, dude. You put them old dudes together, they still beat everybody. They ass. still do it. I know. They still do it. You're right. You're right. Um, looking at the bottom here, can the Lakers climb out of this? I mean, AD's kind of carrying them right now. They've won three in a row to crawl back to five and ten. They're only three out of the play-in spot. Uh, I know I know you don't trust LeBron's health, and you and I both, I refuse to let you trust Anthony Davis to stay healthy. He is crushing it right now statistically. He is crushing it and doing everything we demanded of him. But, you know, the question is, you know, how long? At what point is he going to have, you know, lower back spasms or, you know, vaginitis or, you know, wrist strain or some, you know, DMP rest or whatever the hell is going to happen? I would like to boycott talking about the Lakers. All right, next. Let's talk about the Thunder. Uh, SGA and Giddy. What do you think? Dude, SGA is <laughs> he is, he he is somebody even brought up the other day. I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast, and he said, um, and it wasn't Lowe that said it, it was his guest, said that um, if you asked, you know, every general manager in the league, who would you rather have out of SGA and Morant moving forward? That there would be a lot of people who would take SGA. I disagree with really? that, but I mean, I, like I wouldn't. But I mean, 
just because he is uh, seems to be a little bit more durable. Plus, he's six six, right? Um, and but man, he is the real deal. Like he's all three deal. levels, I, it, and they, they they were talking about a stat where um, last year, I think, even though they shut him down early, right? Um, even though he averaged like twenty five a game, he only shot like forty four percent in the mid range from like sixteen to eighteen feet. This year, he's shooting like 50, 40-90, dude. Look yeah. at the numbers, Jonathan. 52.6, 39.1, free throws, which is down. He was shooting 95% for a while. Look yeah, at his 16 to 18 feet where you have to make shots. In the playoffs, he's shooting 53% right now. Right? And he jams his ass into the lane. He gets to that range no yeah. matter what. If you yeah. if you block him, he counters. If you if you if yeah. you cut him off, he spins or he's you know split between the legs, split dribble, wrap around, whatever. He right. does whatever he has to do. You can turn him as many times as you want. He is burying his head and getting into that paint one way or the other, um, yep. as always, leading the league in uh, paint drives. Um, I didn't know he was from Tennessee. Interesting. 91% from the free throw line, dude. I mean, that's a huge stat right there, right? It's big time, man. It's a big yeah. time. Um, the Spurs have finally agreed to go ahead and suck. We knew that was going to happen. Pop wasn't – you know, those guys were not going to – Buford wasn't going to let those guys win that long. Um, the Rockets are three and fourteen, and they've had some tough losses. I'll be honest with you; they've been in some games. They're not as bad as three and fourteen. I know you hate them, and I know you don't want to talk about them, but uh, you still, your opinion has not changed on Kevin Porter Jr. or Jalen Green. No, they're the uh, lowest basketball IQ guys in the history of basketball. We keep saying so much talent that that are super talented as well. I'm saying I'm not saying. Okay. Uh, I will tell you something about the Rockets that you will appreciate because you and I. Neither one of us enjoys betting, right? We don't like losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did uh, create an account on, uh, on one of the sites uh, just because I want to see, you know, could you do something with the NBA because we know a little bit about it. So uh, the other night I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm the Rockets and the Warriors about to play, right? Yeah. And so I said, you know what? Let me look at Clay because I don't know if he's going to play tonight, whatever. So I look at his deal and they were saying, no, he's, he's going to play. He's going to play in the first half too. And I start looking at his numbers, and he was ramping up a little bit over the previous two games, you know, scoring a little bit better. Um, I said, I, th- I think he has a big one, right? So um, I put some money down on him to score 25 and the Warriors to win. Right? What, <laughs> what do you have, 25 in the first nine minutes? So I was going to say, yeah, it was vintage clay. And it was banking strictly on the fact that the Rockets are so awful defensively that he's going to be open, you know. Yeah. Certainly yeah. he was. So if you had to um... – if you had to choose between SGA and Trey Young as your point guard, who would you take? SGA. Really? Right and, now. And I don't think either one of them is going to win right now. I just think the ceiling is much higher for SGA. And if you if you said, who do you think you have a better chance to build a championship team around, I think it's him. Well, you know, and the deal with it is, and again, I keep coming back to sample size. It's only one-fifth of the season, 20 games. But, like – the reason Trey Young is an elite basketball player is his ability to shoot the ball from three and just pretty much shoot the ball, period. Yeah. Well, SGA's got better percentages at all three levels. I mean, what else? I mean, threes, field goals, twos, free throws, everything. It's easier, so it's easier for him, right? It's easier for him. It's easier for him to get the looks. And if, and if he's a better shooter, then surely he's better at every everything else there is in basketball, rebounding. You know, maybe not passing the ball, but it's not like he's some slouch, you know, and then – I'm not a young hater, man. I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm not either. 
genius with the ball. I really do. We, you know, Jonathan, we just always go back. I think we did, you know, we talked about this a lot extended in one video not too long ago. We kind of just talked about the fact that little people just don't win titles as the alpha. You know, Isaiah's the last one. And then before that, you got to go back to whatever. I don't even know. Koozie or probably tiny Archibald. Did tiny Archibald win one? He wasn't the best player or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Oscar, Oscar won one. Not that he's he's not really little. He's six four. Big dude, six he's like six four, six five. Yeah, yeah, he's big. Um, but uh, and I don't consider Steph either because Steph, you know, I mean, statistically, Steph's having a better year than he did his MVP year. Isn't that crazy? He's really going to turn thirty five this year, man. That's just nuts to me. Um, let's look at the NBA statistical stuff. Uh, anything jump out at you? There's SGA right there, thirty one point one in fourth. Um, Rebounds per game, Gobert, that's no surprise. You know, all, none of those guys are a surprise. You know, Ana de Cupo being, uh, being fifth behind Capella and Vujicic, eh, it is what it is. Assists per game, Tyrese is the real deal. I, I've, he's he's the real deal. I flipped it, man. He's a lot better than I thought, and he's brilliant, man. I watched him on the J.J. Reddick podcast. The dude's – he's sharp. He's funny. Yeah. He's got a really good IQ. Just the way he was talking about the game and what he sees and his looks and how he's progressing as a player and kind of developing and how the game's slowing down, you could tell he's he's special, man. Like mentally, like he's got it up here. He's uh, bigger than you think, too. That's the thing about he it. What? He's longer and bigger than you realize. And, yep. Um, no, I, I I missed it on him. I did. I, I just didn't see it. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's the real deal. There's no Conley is at seven point nine. That kind of surprises me. Um, yeah, that's jazz right now. Who cares? That won't last. Surely that smoke and mirrors nonsense. Go back that. to points. Go back to points real quick. Yeah. Um, I'd be. I'm pretty sure this is the this is the most amazing part about this stat. Are all five of those guys averaging over thirty and also shooting fifty plus percent from the field? Uh, who, who might not be? It is possible. It is possible. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, Doncic just dipped below forty nine point four. Look at that. That is amazing to me. That and is that amazing. Proves first of all how skilled those dudes are, but also how you're not allowed to touch anybody anymore. So, well, how about this statistic? When this is partly Giannis's fault because he's taking three threes a game. Yeah. Uh, he, Steph Curry's field goal percentage is higher than Giannis's. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. God have mercy. Why? What the hell? Oh my gosh. Uh, here's a stat for you 33% from three right now, by the way. That'll change. See what? Durant's only shooting 33% from three right now. That'll change. Right. Sure. Here's a stat for you. Are you ready for this stat? I just saw this. Let this sink in. Steph Curry has 23 more threes than Buddy Heald, <laughs> who's in second. That is the same difference. Get this. That's the same difference between second place Buddy Heald. In 35th place, Jalen Brown. Wow. So the difference between one and two is the same as two and 35. Oh, that's awesome. That's bananas, right? Um, here's two guys that are not going to lead the league in three-point percentage by the end of the year. That's a fact. I know that. And here's another one. <laughs> that's, that's I would be bad. willing to bet none of those five guys will be in the top five. <laughs> I'm willing to agree with you. Unless Olenek somehow doesn't take another one or something right. like that. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else from here? If you had to choose between, uh, if you had oh. to choose between the OKC, the Spurs, and the Rockets, which one of those three? Uh, and I'm, but we won't talk about the team that shall not be named: the Thunder, the Spurs, and the Rockets. Which one of those three teams would you like to be the GM of? You know, maybe OKC. two years from now. OKC for sure, hundred percent. Because you got you got your boy. Uh, I'm yeah, I mean, what if it works out? Right, you keep SGA, you have Giddy, 
uh, who I think the jury's still out on, right? We'll see what happens. But you have young pieces there. Um, yeah. And what if they mess around and get the number one pick? <laughs> Well, who's the other piece, though? I think Chet Holmgren is the other piece as well. No, I mean, that that's where I, I stop. I don't, I don't see it with any of those other guys. Oh, that's fine. I get you, but I don't think those other two teams. But those are three big pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but I don't think those other two teams have those guys. So that's my point. See, I just, I just disagree, man. I think the Rockets do. I Kevin think the Rockets has a big enough sample size, both on and off the court, for you to know that it's not going to work. Jalen Green was not yet. You are correct. Um, but we've seen enough guys like him in the past. Have you gotten to see Tari Eason play enough or at all? I will not. If I, I get the vibe that you just refuse to watch the Rockets out of stubborn old man spite. And so you probably haven't seen Tari Eason play. I hate watching them play, man. I hate it. They, they don't play real basketball. It's awful. It's a super talented AAU team. That's that's the way it looks when they play. Yeah, is Eason playing well? He's playing well. He's he's not getting the minutes that he wants consistently, but when he gets the minutes, he does crazy shit. Okay. Like you know, okay. eight rebounds, five assists, three steals, and three blocks. Like crazy stuff in limited minutes. Yeah. Um, and again, he's, I don't think I've ever seen him touch the ball with his left hand in any way, shape, or form to pass, dribble, or shoot. But. Uh, he plays hard when he gets his minutes, but I, I get the vibe that he's a little bit disenfranchised. Like his body language is not great right now when I see him play, but uh, he's going to be a fantasy goldmine for somebody at some point. If you're in a dynasty fantasy league, stash this guy because his steals and blocks are going to be elite at a very, very elite level one day when he does get the minutes. He's the clear cut three. Like right now, it should be Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Tari Easton, Jabari Smith, and Shingoon. But they insist on effing Eric Gordon starting every game and playing Eric Gordon all the minutes. I don't understand what the hell they play Eric Gordon for. I don't understand it. It doesn't fit into the team's plan, their window. It, nothing about Eric Gordon makes any sense for that team. You know where Eric Gordon belongs? He belongs on the Clippers with all those other chuckers that shoot threes and, and don't play, you know, run up and down, just a bunch of old dudes that used to be okay and athletic and now they're not. Right. He's the Marcus Morris of the Rockets. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, tell me this. Who leads the league in scoring, in your opinion? Tatum. You think Tatum does? I still think Luka does. I still His usage rate is too high. Well, I don't have a Cajun calculator, but if Giannis was shooting 75% from the free throw line, well, 65. <laughs> he would by far be leading the NBA in scoring. I have a hunch. Uh, let's go back to that number because right now he's not even averaging 30. Uh, but my God, he's missing a lot of free throws. Where's Giannis? Where is he on here? There he is. Uh, free throws. He's oops. I'm on the wrong line. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. He's missing 5.4 a game. So if he was only missing four a game, uh, you know, he's leading the league in free throws and he's the worst free throw shooter in the league. So that's a really bad combination for you fantasy basketball fans out there. Yeah. Uh, because it just destroys your free throw percentage in a rotisserie league. But uh, 57.5, Jonathan, that's that's terrible, dude. That's got to stop, huh? It's, it's inexcusable. It really is. And it's not – I refuse to believe it's lack of work. It's like you said, it's it's a head thing. It'll flip around, man. I mean, he's going to end up – yeah. I'm going to guess he's going to end up high 60s by the end of the year, which is still yeah. not good, but, you know. Um, yeah, he may well, do that. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to end up high 60s. That means he has to shoot high 70s to get there. 
That's true. That's a good point. Or at least mid-70s, which right. he has not been prone to do in the past. Right. Um, what else? Anything else? What's going on in the NBA? Oh, how about this? I just did a little video on this. I sent my dad and his buddy down, right, last night to go to the Golden State Warriors game. I got two season tickets, really good tickets, like 10th row, right behind the Pelicans bench. Send my dad down there. My dad's like, yes, Zion's playing. Ingram's playing. We're excited. Can't wait. First game, first NBA game him and his buddy have been to in forever, right? And they're excited because they're playing the Warriors. They said everybody, dude. Yep. Yep. They said everybody. It's the second time this year they've done it. That's they got to put a stop on that. How can they police that? It's not. It's not tanking. It's not. It's not. It's not going to fall under the purview of the anti-tanking rules. Right. But because they're not tanking, they need to win games. Obviously, they're trying to compete. We know the Warriors are trying to compete. But like, how do you police that? How do you stop that? How do you? How do you tell a coach or a franchise or you know a, a team that they can't do that? You can't unless you have an NBA official who also goes. You know when when they. They go through their projected starters and they're not, they're sitting them all and they actually are there as well to take a physical. Are you sick? Are you really? Yeah. Let me do, let me do an MRI. I mean, it's not going to happen. Throw up for me. Let me put this thermometer in your anus. Yeah. That's not going to happen. What, uh, there's got to be a way though. And and this is my perspective is like, you only get a certain number of times a year to see the opposing team, right? You want to see the best of the best in the NBA. And, right. and I was telling a story on my channel. My dad's uh, sitting, and right behind him, there's a family there. And it's like a father, and he's got a couple of his kids there. Well, one of his kids just – they bought the tickets, like, in the offseason because they knew the Warriors were coming to town. They couldn't wait. His son yeah. loved Steph Curry. Could not wait to see Steph Curry play. And then they get there, no Steph, no Clay, no Draymond, no Wiggins, and five minutes of Kevon Looney, which was probably a favor. But, I mean, that's absurd. That's yeah. ridiculous. Some of the dudes that were playing on that team last night, Ryan Rollins. Who the hell's Ryan Rollins, man? Think about this. I was talking about this with somebody earlier. Larry Bird's career got cut short probably three, four years of solid years. Why? Because he paved his own driveway, right? He was no, his mom's. This is mom's. Yeah, his mom's driveway. His yeah. mom's driveway, right? Um, he ruined. I mean, he ruined his back because he was doing manual labor. Like in that world, and and I know people are like, well, what does that have to do with anything? A dude who does that. I would be willing to bet if you went and looked at the next two or three years after he hurt his back, he was still putting up elite numbers, but he was still playing 80 games a year, right? And laying down. I remember watching him lay yeah. down and on his stomach. Man, how, so so the, the longevity of these guys, to me, is BS. It's BS because, okay, so Kawhi Leonard's going to end up playing for 19 years. Great. Jordan played for 13 years. Hell, he played 82 games his last year in Washington, for God's sake. You know? know, and here's the deal. Yeah, you you can't say oh we're prolonging their career. No, you're not. Go go back and look at Stockton, Malone, Kareem, all these guys. Yes. You know they were playing 78, 80, 82 games a year without the travel amenities that they have. Certainly without the medicinal technology that the current modern players have is ridiculous. The way they can care for their body. The preventative medicine is absurd. Yeah. The yeah. knowledge that we have about stretching and diet and nutrition and things like that, it, it, it just kind of pisses me off that they're being so coddled. Uh, and now we sound like, you know, we sound like old men bitching. Yeah, about but, but man, look, I, I used to argue with people when they would say, man, I can't watch the NBA until the playoffs. They don't even try until the playoffs. Because for, for years, that was just not true. I mean, these dudes. Yeah. But now it is. Because if they do, either they're not playing at all, 
or they're protecting themselves when they play. And that's why it yeah. turns into like a, a pickup game at times. Um, you feel like – I don't know how you feel about this. Probably the same with me. I feel like there's there ends up now being about 10 to 12 games that you watch during an NBA season that you're like, that's a playoff atmosphere. This was different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and, and back in the day, every time Chicago and Detroit or every time the Lakers and the Celtics or every time Philly and the Bucks or who – like. All those games were always, you know, it was it was a big deal. Um, well, I know how to fix it. I know how to fix it. I know how to get them a to play harder and b to play more often. I just thought about it. You need to pay pay per game, the same way that a waiter at a restaurant is paid per hour, or a cashier yep. at a convenience store is paid per hour, yep. not salary. Yep. Uh, now you you're not going to be able to reverse course and do that. So this is purely hypothetical. But if you paid these guys per game, and then every game they win. There was a monetary bonus. Could you imagine the 82 games that we would get to watch? Everybody would order league pass. It would be a totally different looking basketball game. Imagine if every single one of these games, the outcome, win or lose, meant uh, a difference in their, you know, their pockets. Yeah. Well, think about it too. I mean, it used to be a big deal uh, to win the all-star game, right? Because I think there was like a, $15,000 $15,000 bonus or something. And I remember Bird talking about that. Oh, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to get $15,000. Dude, Steph Curry gets a gets fifteen grand every time he dribbles with his left hand. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, not, and, I, and Steph certainly is the is the exception to all those rules that we're talking about. But it's like, right. man, I mean, come on. Like, the, why don't you want to play? That's my right. thing. That's it. <laughs> you, I, I mean, I see it with Giannis. I see yeah. it with some players. They just won't take off. They just right. won't. Now, Giannis has taken off a couple here and there because of the left knee swelling, but uh, or knee swelling. It might be his right knee, but uh, which worries me a lot, right? Because you yeah. bring Middleton back. If you take Giannis off, it's, it's, things it's don't get better. It's why he's the best player. Because it is. It is. It's part of the reason he's the best player. He's old school in that approach, right? And and Jonathan, and he, you know, we don't say this a lot because he's a blob, but uh, but I don't see Doncic taking games off. Does, does he? Right? I mean, we don't see him taking very many games off. Every defensive possession off, but he doesn't take games off. Yes, he takes right. half of every game off, right? No. He's gotten better, dude. He's gotten better. Yes. Yeah, I'll give him that. I'll tell you what, it is starting to, to, to irk me a little bit. He bitches at the refs <laughs> mercilessly. <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely – you know what? He was horrific early, and they were like, dude, shut up. You're, you may be good, but you're still too early in the league to treat us like this. And yeah. then he got better for a stretch, yeah. and now it has gotten worse than it ever was to the point where even my wife was like, "Is does he normally yell at the officials like that? And I was like, yeah, it's actually – I've seen much, much, much worse. Anytime yeah. he doesn't make a basket or turns it over, it's automatically a shouting match with him and the yeah. referee. Like, he, he never makes a mistake, you know? Until they do something about Draymond Green, though, uh, I, I – Yellow way, I would tee that dude up every single. I've been saying that for ten years. If I was an official, I, yeah. I dare you to say another word. I would do it every time, and that's why I'm not an official, right? right. <laughs> because right. I would, I would probably have a really bad. I'm a Steve Jabby reputation. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, good. That's our thoughts. Anything else? What's going on? What are y'all doing for Thanksgiving? You're in town. Yeah, we're here, and then we go to uh, uh, 
Fairhope, Alabama to see my sister. And I don't know if you've ever been to Fairhope, but dude, it's like a freaking Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, it's it's like uh, the the is it the Truman Show? Was that the show where they had the fake town or whatever? Yeah, I forget with the Jim Carrey. No, Fairhope, Alabama. We, my wife and I, talk about it all the time. I'm like, that's where I'm going when I'm done with all when I'm done with everything, and I just want to go get on eBay and buy cards. I'm going to Fairhope, Alabama, to sit and drink coffee and look at the bay and do that because Fairhope is amazing. We go to Point Clear, um, you know, Point Clear, and go to the um, um, I just went blank, the Grand Hotel in Point Clear, which is a great vacation. Fairhope is the number one retirement community in I think in the Southern United States. I think Fairhope is. It's awesome. It's the only town that I really think I enjoy walking around downtown in. Like yeah. I actually enjoy it. Like it's it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it, to be fair, downtown's about four blocks, but but you're right. It is cool. It's old shops and stuff like that. And I didn't know your sister lives there. What does she do there? So they they own uh, Surf Pros, several franchises. Oh, okay, okay. That's the stuff that sucks the water out when places flood and all that. Yeah, all the hazard control stuff. So they they do uh, they do they have several franchises, but they're based out of there. So uh, we'll go up there. My brother will be up there. We'll have yeah. pretty much everybody up there on the Friday after Thanksgiving. But okay, um, Thanksgiving will be here. So, well, um, man, I I am jealous of her that she's got a job that does not matter where you live. Wouldn't that That's be right. nice? Like, if I had a job where it just truly didn't matter where I live. You're right. I would live in Fairhope, Alabama. That's no right. offense to the, to the people in Louisiana, but but Fairhope, Fairhope, Alabama is a pretty cool place to live. So yeah. Anyway, uh, cool man. Thanks for joining. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll we'll catch up and we'll have another uh, episode next Tuesday. Obviously, this episode's gonna come out after Thanksgiving, so that didn't make any sense. But uh, it'll come out Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Anyway, thank you guys for watching. As always, keep collecting, stay positive in the hobby, and peace. <laughs>